Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Space Game Junkie Podcast. I, as always, am your co-host, Brian, and joining me, as always, is your co-host, Jim. Is your audio working? Uh-oh. I think he's still tweaking. Okay. But he's here. Uh, f- uh, here. It's just, he got the MechWarrior 5 demo, and for some reason, it forced his Oculus to go on, and now that's where his audio lives, because uh, Windows, Windows audio is a real strange thing. And so he will probably be joining us shortly. Also joining us, is, as you heard, is your co-host, Hunter. Hey, everybody. And your co-host. I did not. I did not get MechWarrior 5 on my son. <laughs> and also joining us is your co-host, Spaz. Hello. Uh, so, folks, we have a topic show tonight. I don't know if we're going to have many uh, more guests because, uh, you know, the holidays are coming up. People's schedules are crazy. And so it's kind of hard to get guests around this time of year. So we might just be doing topic shows for the rest of the uh, rest of the year, which you know it's fine. Love topic shows. I'm just throwing that out there. I guess the big news is that the Steam um, is it the autumn sale or the winter sale? Which one is launched autumn today? Autumn sale. The Steam autumn it's, sale has winter sale is odd. winter sale is next month. And it's then an odd time to have a sale, then have another sale. Like there's three sales coming up. There's this one, then there's two in December, right? There's the Christmas sale, and then there's the New Year's sale, right? Isn't there two more sales? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, and the <sighs> and then after that, yeah. Then there's the Chinese the New Year sale and Chinese New Year. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's the spring sale. And, well, uh, Steam is Steam does a great job. In, in working to take our money from us. So, uh, folks, if you're if you're looking for recommendations as to what to buy in terms of space games, don't forget we have a Steam curator. Uh, it's got uh, just about every space game on Steam on there. Uh, and it has a handy list of what's on sale, and you could, through there, find out what's recommended and what isn't. Um, I guess also... Be- Go ahead. I was going to say, do we not have something, um, a, a thing for the Epic Game Store for Rebel Galaxy? As yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. There's a Thank you for bringing that up earlier, Spaz. I didn't know it was on sale. Uh, there is a uh, sale on Rebel Galaxy Outlaw going on at the moment, too. And if you use the creator tag Space Game Junkie, one word, that uh, throws us a little coin, which helps keep the light on around here. So keep the lights on around here. So thank you for that. Uh, but yeah, if you go to the Steam Curator uh, page, you'll pretty much find just about every Steam space game that's on sale listed there, and you can see whether it's good or not. A lot of them are good, but there is some crap that you should just avoid at any cost. Uh, so just just be mindful. <laughs> like, I think a sale or two ago, I saw some, someone buy a Space Base DF9. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh, Lord. <laughs> Well, Why? Steam took care of some of that today. Well, that was the, that was apparently one publisher. That was apparently one publisher using a multitude of names to really yes. try. Well, there. To, well, yeah, there was that. They they also did some like uh, housekeeping as well. Yeah, uh, like, like as of today, like they've. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, it's like if if there was a game that was like the HD version and then the standard version was still up there, they just ditched the standard version because why would anybody buy that? Yeah, people Stuff started like people started getting weirded out when they saw on Steam, I think it was Steam DB, that like, hey, a thousand games just disappeared. Like, what? Uh, <laughs> but apparently Steam was doing yeah, a little bit was of like house I saw cleaning. Dark Souls go and I was like, wait, what? What? And then you know, oh. when you look at it, 
Yeah, it was like it was like the old edition of Dark Souls, not the new uh, remaster. That kind of makes yeah. sense. So then it was like I mean that happens regularly. It's just not at that scale. You know, it's usually yeah, like and, a game and, here and a game there and blah blah blah. But this is like a it's, thousand it's mainly to keep people from buying the old version yeah. when the new version is available because then they would almost inevitably refund that and then get the new one. So mm. it saves a step. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so what I found is uh that whenever people refund stuff, Steam yeah. apparently does not refund their cut. So it actually costs the publisher. 30% of the sale because oh. steam gets paid either. Oh, geez. This is what, this is what I heard. So it was like, Ooh, oh, well refund and stuff is impactful. Oh, geez. Well, that's why they don't want people to use it. Like, Oh, this is a two hour demo and I can play as much as I want for that two hours and refund it. If I don't like it. Yeah. They'll start well, warning you. Not, yeah, they yeah. do. If you, if you do too many refunds within a certain amount of time, you do get a warning. Yeah. That they say, oh, you've refunded X, you know, so many, you shouldn't be using this as a way to just demo games. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh. Yeah. Cause there's, well, especially with the onset of everything is in early access. It's like sometimes I'll grab it while it's in early access. And then it's like, yeah, I don't trust this. I'll, I'll come back and then, and I'll refund it. And then I will go back and buy it whenever it's much further along. Right. But it's like, Sometimes it's like, whoa, that's that's too rough to be. Or sometimes, like, I refunded Dying Light when I first got it because it just it was the only game that ever made me motion sick. And then people were like, no, 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 you have to fix it and play it. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> I bought it again. Yes, and they we were. were. Right. <laughs> yes, you were. Uh, oh, man. Um, but I, I mean, I'm glad their refund system exists, but. Yeah, it it I can see why they wouldn't want people to really game it too much. It, it makes sense if you're refunded because of technical issues. There was one game that I'd bought, and I'm not going to name it, but it was one that that uh, I couldn't get past the title screen because you couldn't interact with any of the buttons. They were there, but nothing would happen. And oh, I had to refund it because it was literally unplayable. And that's not the same thing as buying a game and saying, oh, I'm going to play this for one hour and 58 minutes and then hit refund on it. Duh. I'm sure there are people that try to do that, too. But anyway, there folks. There are, indeed. Uh, but anyway, folks, yeah, the Steam sale is going on as we record this because uh, it just started today, November 26th, 2019. And uh, there's a lot to buy. So uh, if you have a budget, definitely check out our curator page. Um, because we've worked very hard to make it easy for you to find the good games. <laughs> and there are a lot of them. I think Children of a Dead Earth is like 250 right now, for example, which is insane um, for that game. So there's a lot. There are actually like some good deals. Like a lot of the Steam sales lately have been kind of. Eh. There's actually some good deals this time, at least on space games. So, uh, yeah, that's the big news, I think. Um, I don't think there's anything else in terms of news. Um, no. All right. So going into our topic, this is, um, this is a strange one, folks. But bear, bear with me as I explain why I came up with this topic. So lately on our Discord server, uh, Star Trek Online has kind of blown up. 
A lot of people are playing it. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Spaz, you kind of came out of MMO retirement. Uh, I did, to, indeed. To really dive in and be one of our point people and start, like, people are asking questions and you're writing these long, detailed answers about the game. See, it's, it's amazing. See, what, what had happened was Spaz did a long, squinty eyes into commercial break and said fire, <laughs> and now it's been like... <laughs> and it's been so many years because, you know, they... They canceled the show, and now now they're bringing it back. And Spaz is, and we're seeing the part two of. Sorry, uh, I had to build some lore there. Uh, I don't know. Oh no! I, I I swear that was the first time I ever yelled at my television. Was was that episode of of Next Gen when Riker says fire, and just to be continued, and I was just like, they didn't do two parters. Before that, not really. No, that was was that that was Next Gen's first two parter. I think that was also the first two parter. That was that was that was like mid. That was uh, end of the season, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Uh, wait, the wait, se- yeah, it was a season finale. No, the first, the first two parter was the first episode. No, no, no that was um, that was no. a, that was that was an extra length episode. That was an extra yeah. length. That was like a feature length episode. That they later called you know, part one and part two. Yeah, so if you go on Netflix, it is a part like one and part two. Or whatever. Yeah, if you go on Netflix or Amazon, it is part one and part two. But when it originally broadcast, it was just a feature-length like special event. Um, yeah, they, they didn't split it up until they went into syndication. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so no, I Best of Both... some crystalline entity. Best of Both Worlds was uh, just... Yeah, I... Oh, my God. I, I still get chills thinking about that. <laughs> it's, a, anyway. it's a good, it's a good two it, it was a good cliffhanger i gotta oh, say such an amazing was, cliffhanger and and they didn't do multi-part episodes until much later yeah with ds9 it was they had their first three-part arc episode in season two yeah, yeah. that was crazy that was nuts and then and then you get that six-part arc in season six which is just insane <laughs> And then the finale is what set nine episodes, like a nine episode Ten. arc. Ten Nine episodes. Oh, for that's like finale. half the season. That's yeah. like half the season is just this long arc, just amazing. Anyway, oh, Star, Star Trek Online. <laughs> so, uh, Star Trek Online is blown up on our Discord. A lot of people are playing it, and so I kind of got back into it too. And I'm I'm staring at the icon one day, and I'm looking at it, I'm like I should play this. I mean, it's free. It doesn't cost me anything, you know. And I'm like. But if I play it, well, these guys want me to play with them. I don't want to play with them. It's not that I don't like them. I just, I'm an introvert. I just want to be by myself and solo. But if I play it, they might ask me if I want to play with them. And I don't want to deal with I'm going to get you a t-shirt that says so, hell is other people. Uh, <laughs> it really is. It really is. It's, it, there's a friend, a friend of mine put it a good way. There is... For an introvert like myself, there is a cost in dealing with other people, uh, especially in situations that you're not super familiar with. There's there's a mental and emotional it's cost. Like a, it's like a social tax. Do you yeah, the it, social tax? It, it really is. It really is. So I'm staring at Star Trek Online going, oh, I shouldn't play it because then they might ask me to play and then I'll have to tell them no and I'm going to feel weird and I don't want to tell them no. So I'm just not going to play it. I'm just not going to play it at all. And it made me realize, like, how does any 
I, what is this introvertedness doing to my multiplayer gaming for one thing? And two, like, how does any introvert get into multiplayer gaming? You know, I mean, it's easier dealing with people online than dealing with people uh, in, in reality, but it's, it's still like the same tax basically. Well, here's, here's, it, it is, it is, and it isn't. And, yeah. I'll, and I, and maybe, maybe this is a good launch point. Go ahead. So, when it comes to when it comes to the internet, the internet is kind of like you know nuclear power. It's good and bad, right? <laughs> uh, oh yes. Oh my god. Uh, yes. No, I mean, but but I mean seriously, like you know, nu- nuclear power. It's clean energy. It's blah blah. You know, it's good. It, it's there is good. Use, uh, but there's also very terrible and awful things that can be used. For, and the internet's the the exact same way. And so for some people, as an introvert, it's a way to actually be social without actually ever truly being social. And it was especially so, I think, more in the early days of the internet when you had forums and IRC chat rooms, right? It was it was a lot easier to... There were much smaller, like, cl- close-knit communities like BBSs and things like that. Where right. They, it was well, your group, yeah. I was going to say is that you could, like, leave a message and then you walk away from it. Oh, okay. It's true. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you, you can you can put your thought out there, you can ask your question or even answer a question, but then like once you've answered it, you can hang up the phone, so to speak, if you're on dial. Uh, you, you can you can you can walk away from it and go and do whatever it is else that you were doing. You don't have to like stay quote unquote like engaged in that. Now I would I would say that that's definitely the case even today with like online games because there's a there's a there's a multitude of online games. So you've got your competitive kind of things, you have your your shooters, right? So like if you were looking at like mm-hmm. a Call of Duty can be either uh completely social or completely not social, right? So in other <laughs> yeah. words, like I can drop it I can drop into a Call of Duty match like solo, turn off any other in-game like voice chat stuff, and it's just me against these other players that I don't have to talk to or listen to. And I can either be really good or I can really suck and get my ass handed to me. Or I can play with a group of friends that I know and be social in that regard. Um, but I think that that kind of then expands to a lot of other games too, because even even in Star Trek Online, we have we have a lot of people that play. They play at different times, but we don't always play together unless we organize an event which is completely voluntary. Exactly. Right. You know, so it's just like, hey, you know, we know you guys are playing. We're we're gonna do a group activity if you guys wanna join us, you can. If you don't want to, we get it, you know, it's that kind of and we go on. Like the other day I actually logged on and went to our fleet starbase and Spaz was there. I didn't even know he was there. Like I just showed up and his ship was sitting there and I was like, Oh, hey, it's Spaz. But like, you know, <laughs> I was doing my own thing, he was doing his own thing, so I didn't, you know, bother to bother him. I just went on and kept doing my own thing because, you know we were both doing our own thing. So it was just kinda like right. you know, it's you know, and it's not that I didn't want to play with him or vice versa. It was just like, hey, you you know, you run into somebody you know in this game, but that doesn't necessarily mean you have to engage with that person. Uh, and for my part, it's usually if if I happen to be on, someone happens to be on, they ask me, hey, uh, you want to help me with this? And my usual answer would be yes. It's just 
I don't usually reach out to people and say, Hey, let's do this together. It's more mm. of a, if someone asks me if they, they, they want help with something, I'm usually among the first to jump in and say, okay, and, sure. And you know what the done. weird, and you know what the weird thing is? I know you guys probably like on a, on a rational level. I know you guys wouldn't just be like, Hey, come join us. Blah, blah, blah. I know you wouldn't do that. But like on this, like introvert level, it's like, Oh God, I don't even want to deal with it. I don't even want to broach it. I don't even want to get near it. It's so, it's confusing and it's weird. Here's a fun thing. Let me just toss this out yeah. there. Uh, with, with STO, there is a, there's a setting under your, it's under your friends, uh, finding a team, your team settings is what it's called. Mm-hmm. And, you can turn it off so that people can't even request for you to join the team. What? You, you actually, yeah, it's, uh, you have a team join mode and then your options are um, open team, allow requests or closed team. And if you set it to closed team, uh, nobody can send you a request. You know what? That's and great. You just turn that off. I'm just going to do that. And, <laughs> and yeah. And, and that way, if you want to enable it at any point, you can enable it and then invite people in or the other, the other good news too with that is is you can also minimize the uh, the chat, which I I almost never use the chat unless no. maybe like I'm I'm like pinging somebody that I know is online or if I if for example if like I'm streaming and like someone's like hey like whatever like I can send them like a, a tell in game or something like that I'll bring it up and do that but you know the nice thing is is this a game like STO is really nice because while it is an MMO they definitely have made it available for you to kind of like shut everybody else out yeah um it, yeah i played yeah. that i play that in lord of the rings online the same way it's like they're big open world games that just happen to have other people in them that i might run into every so yeah i mean there's often. there's a it's the LFT settings looking for team settings and there's a little drop down there when you open that up <laughs> <laughs> and it's looking for team mode. Lock team invites. You can completely do that, and and no one will bother you. If you want to do it that way, you can totally do it. Lance2185 on Twitch is the complete opposite of me. He's like, I'm turning that on. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, for me, it's on. on. <laughs> so it's on so that people can invite me, but it's not like I am openly looking for a team. Right. But it's it, I, I feel you're not, you're not you're not you're not standing at Earth Space Station at the Bazaar yelling in local. Right. Uh, friend but, me, friend. But I got to tell you guys, like this made me think about my whole relationship with multiplayer gaming and how it was basically you guys that kind of pulled me into it. Like before Space Game Junkie, I hated multiplayer gaming. I hated it. Like I wanted nothing to do with any of it except Jumpgate, really. Like. I couldn't freaking stand it. And then we started playing X-Wing versus TIE Fighter, which is what we're streaming in the background. And that really was like a tipping point for me. You know, not only when you play with people, you know, but you play something that's for someone like me as approachable as X-Wing or, you know, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. So I really have to, again, thank you guys for like, not dragging me into this new world, basically, but opening like the door. opening the door. Thank you. That's a good way. To put well, it. yeah, there's 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 two camps of thought with that, though. Right. So mm-hmm. you have your you have your camp of thought that is I'm an introvert and I want to play video games. Mm-hmm. And then there's like, well, I'm an introvert, but like, is there a way for me to be able to find joy 
in this other thing too, even mm. though and part of that and part of that then again lies in the fact that you hide behind the internet, right? Like you can still be like I never actually have to I'm not saying I, I, that I don't want to. It's just like I, I don't necessarily have to meet you or Spaz or Jim in real life in order to develop a rapport and enjoy playing games with you. Now, you guys are obviously on the West Coast and Jim and I are on the East Coast, so it made it made more sense where I was able to do like a meetup with Jim and we we've hung out a couple of times. Um, what a jerk! But anyway, you know, it's just like it's. Uh, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Jim Jim raises chickens. He's an interesting character for anyone who wants to know that information. Well, actually, I did raise chickens, and then I g- developed the hobby of feeding the neighborhood hawks. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> feeding the neighborhood hawks? Yeah, uh, the chi- they ate my chickens, the bastards. Oh, wait, the chickens are gone? We haven't talked about them in a while, but they're gone? Yeah, that's why, why we haven't think, why, I was going to say, why haven't we talked about them? Um, uh, I, no, that makes sense, but I didn't know. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. Oh no, yeah, that's cool. I'm gonna. Damn, but, I have a. I have a plan to fix that, but it's gonna require about five hundred dollars and a couple weeks of my time outside. And as everybody knows, homie doesn't go outside. So, are, are you gonna build like? Are you gonna build like a Star Wars style missile shield? for them no but no but what i'm what i need to do they have um, a tractor supply company they have a, like a wrought iron uh dog kennel thing and it's like it's not like a chain link fence or or whatever it, it's actually like an iron dog kennel deal but the bars are small enough it'll keep the chickens in right but it's you can get it it's modular so i can make it like six feet wide ten feet long and then they'll have a run to be in. But it's also got a roof on the top, which will keep the hawks from flying down in it. Oh, so okay. they can still go outside and get what they need without getting right. you know, fed to the uh, birds of prey. Yeah, it was like, you know, there was a couple of times I had to go out there and shoot possums that were like inside the coop. Uh, the one time that I was de- actually the first time that I drove down and met Hunter, I was down in Charlotte. I come home from that and my chicken coops on fire. <laughs> Cause I, I walk <laughs> in the house, my mother-in-law's in here and she's like, yeah, Hey, I heard something kind of go boom in the backyard. I'm like, really? When she's like, I don't know, like a half hour ago. It was like, did you look? No. <laughs> okay. So I go out there and the fucking chicken coops like rolling smoke. Right. And it's like, Oh shit. So, and of course the chickens were all out of it. And, then uh, I opened the door, and what had happened is the heat lamp that was in there, because I got it on a timer, right? In the wintertime, it would come on. Uh, so, Like a possum or a raccoon or something got in there and knocked the heat lamp down. Because it was like way up. Like chickens wouldn't be doing that. But something was trying to climb on it or something and like knocked it down. And when it landed, it instead of the bulb breaking, it, it's like a, it's a metal bell, right? Like a lampshade. And it landed flat and then just got hotter and hotter and hotter until it burned a hole right through the floor. <laughs> it was like oh, circle size, the same size as the light. But of course, and it, and it was like not open fire, but it was just all smoke from, from it. Like, cause it, well, it had a fire like underneath it, but it, it kept it contained in the little metal bell. Right. And uh, it was about the size of a hubcap. Right. If you ever seen one of those. Um, yeah. So, 
had it not done that, it would have it would have caught the coop on fire, which would have caught the shed on fire, which would have been my deck and then my house. So really wish that she'd look outside when she hears loud noises. <laughs> I don't look outside when I hear loud noises. I wish I ho- I'm just I just sit there hoping. Well, you live in L.A. Away. You should like hide behind the couch when you hear loud noises. We jump in the bathtub. <laughs> we, we jump in, We jump in the bathtub. Either that or we, we get in the door frame. Uh, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. I was like, those are the loud <laughs> noises you guys do. You know, speaking of earthquakes, um, the oddest the oddest thing happens is that every now and then, um, so I used to live in Ohio, and Ohio magically sits on a fault line itself. A lot of people don't know this. Yeah, it's not your fault, though. <laughs> Just uh, shut up. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, but... So anyway, it sits on a fault line, and like once in a blue moon, if you're paying attention enough, you can actually like feel an earthquake or hear it. And I remember one time I was down in my parents' basement. I hear the loudest boom of my life. It scares oh. the crap out of me. And I go running upstairs and outside, and I'm like, what was that? And like no one could figure it out, because my dad thought maybe it was thunder. I was like, Dad, there's like not a cloud in the sky. It's sunny out. And, uh, you know, you check online, sure enough, you know, it was just like, it was just a, a quick, quick little jolt. Earth's moving. This is why we don't have basements out here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No basements. You will not, this is very rare. Uh, but anyway. You'll, you'll know there's an earthquake, you'll, you'll know there's an earthquake out here when half your Facebook friends around the same time going quake earthquake oh my god did you feel that oh my god yeah it's pretty funny um but i wanted to ask you guys something because you guys do multiplayer gaming a lot more than i do and so this might be a weird question but i'm, I'm curious is when you play a multiplayer game versus a single player game is it like the same part of your brain like the same amount the same energy to play a single player game than it is to play a multiplayer game, or is there a difference? I think yeah, on the, yeah. of the game, it's very different. Well, okay. I was about to say, there's a yes and no to that answer. So, okay. If it's something... here, Actually, Jim, here's a good example. Red Dead Redemption Online. Yeah. So, like, the single player is very narrative-driven, and you're solely focused on that narrative-driven mindset you're not really thinking about anything else because or anyone else because there's no one else in there to think about however red dead redemption online is very similar to the single player in that like you can go out and you can go hunting fishing uh there's missions that you can go and do yet however you can team up with a friend and occasionally you can team up with other people and sometimes when it forces you to team up with other people is when you're kind of like, you have to put in that mode of like, do I want to deal with a rando who could screw up this mission? Um, you know, or do I just want to say, screw it, I'll do it some other time. You know, so there's like an extra layer of thought that has to go into it. The interesting thing about Red Dead, though, and I think this is also because of the way games are developed, but specifically with the way they developed Red Dead is they did it differently than they did Grand Theft Auto Online. Where, like, in Grand Theft Auto Online, you could open up the map and look at anywhere on the map and just see where a player is. You're constantly hyper-aware of what everyone's doing and where everyone is on the map. 
right? In Red Dead, you're only familiar when people are close enough to you. Like if you're in a if you're in a city or if you're in a town and there's other players in the town, you can see them on your map. But like you go out into the wilderness and if there's no one close to you, you ain't going to see where anyone is. You don't even know how many people are around. Like you don't, you know, it's and and that's a that's a design choice by the game which allows you to feel like you can have that private experience while also at the same time simultaneously there's other people around you just don't know that they're there hmm. which I find fascinating because that's a that's a that's an experience I've not had before oh because I guess the same thing because that's the same kind of thing that you could say about like MMOs right so like mm-hmm. you know if I'm playing let's just use a common one like World of Warcraft for example I'm not going to know about another player unless they're close enough to me you know, I can't just open up right. a world map and be like, hey, look at all these people over the... You know, they're not going to show up until they're close enough to me, which is kind of how Red Dead does it. And I really appreciate that mindset because GTA Online is an abysmal place because, it, you know, if, <laughs> you know, if a player... Well, no, but, like, seriously, like, if you have if you have someone in there who just loves enjoying and going and messing with other people... They can always then, you find know, they have, you. They can yeah. always find you. Yeah. That's that's weird, like, cause cause with me, well, one that's weird that you can always see where everyone else is. That's why do they do that? That that is that a good is there a good reason for that? I mean, that doesn't sound. No. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. Like like imagine Eve Online if you could see where every other player was. How ridiculously bullcrap would that be? <laughs> Well, you know, the funny thing about that, though, is is you can't see where other players necessarily... But the thing with EVE that is interesting is, is when you pull up the map, there's actually statistics charts that you can pull up that says how much gate activity has this system seen lately. Interesting. It doesn't tell you... It doesn't necessarily tell you, like, who's in there, right? But you can see within the last 30 minutes how many, like, players are in this have been in this system. So it'd be like, there have been five people in this system. So if you're trying to figure out and plot like a route, you can kind of see where all the activity is based on gate activity or like how many ships have been blown up within the last 24 hours. Mm. But, you know, it doesn't tell you who, if they're friendly, if they're enemies or if they're, you know, it just says that, yes, there's been this amount of activity. It just doesn't tell you who. Well, I I ask you guys that question because for me, it's like, I can play a single player game anytime, but when it comes to multiplayer gaming, like I can't just jump into a multiplayer game. I have to like, as with any social situation for me, at least I have to make, I have to have some kind of time to mentally prepare for it. Well, you have to psych yourself up for it. Yes. Because yeah, because if you don't, then it's going to be more draining Oh God! Man, yes, so much so. Well, oh my God! So let me much ask, so. Let yeah. me ask you. Let me ask you this about that though. It, mm-hmm. I honestly feel it depends on the game though, and what kind of activity you're looking for. Okay. Because like, let, let, you know, you used to play. Let's let's talk about Jumpgate. So like Jumpgate back in mm-hmm. the day when right. there was a lot of people, right? Yes. Yes. Did you still have this anxiety then about t- Jumpgate? I will tell you what. Jumpgate is a weird case. Because with Jumpgate, you're all on the same server and you all have... Jumpgate was basically like, I'm playing Elite that happens to have a chat room in it. That was basically what Jumpgate was. Basically, I'm flying around, I'm doing missions, I'm hauling cargo, 
and we're all just chatting. That's basically all that was. So it was a different vibe than a, than a, than a more than than maybe some other games. I don't know. It was weird. Like I was playing mostly by myself, hauling cargo and well, mining, but there were here's here's a th- here's a thought here's a thought behind this though, and, and I'm okay. gonna throw another cr- I'm gonna throw a wrench in. Please, more wrenches so, the better. So you're you're currently in charge of a community, and you might not like really think of it that way, mm-hmm. but. But you know, with with Space Game Junkie, you know you've got yourself a website, you've got yourself a YouTube channel, you've got Discord, you've got Twitch, you've got, right? You've got all of these things, right? So you've started to build a following, and based upon your gameplay, right? And so I think as time has gone on for you specifically, the idea of playing games for other people and then wanting to play games for yourself have also become a th- to the point where it's just like, if I'm playing this game by myself, do I really want to have the option or the potential for these other people to join me? Not that you don't like them or don't think that they're great people. It's just you also want to be able to switch off and just do you. Yeah, that is very, very true. I mean, it, you really, at least for me, I really have to have that separation a lot of the time between what I play for Space Game Junkie and what I play for myself. And so the, it, the kind of games that I like in in multiplayer, right, is either cooperative things mm-hmm. where it, you know it's it's like whenever Hunter and I play Red Dead, we don't generally fool with other people. We made our own group, and then you know we'll go to do a mission. Well, you could have four people. There's only two of us. Okay, well, it'll just be the two of us. We don't open it to public matchmaking or whatever, right? And then just do whatever, right? So it's it's we're kind of playing the single player game, but together. Mm-hmm. But it, yes. it's very different than the actual single player game because, uh, you know, there, there's a whole lot more in the in the single player. But and you know, and you, you know, get what's the really- narrative stuff still. What's really cool about the way Rockstar did Red Dead Online, and, I, and I've got to really praise them for this. Now, for example, and, and GTA Online was like this too, when you think about it. You know, if we're in a group together, you know, let's say Jim wants to go to like the weapon shop and like upgrade some of his stuff or like, you know, maybe buy some. You know, if, if I'm not in the interest, if I want to still go out and go continue to hunt pelts or do whatever, I can do that while he goes back to a town somewhere. And does his own thing, so it's not like you know you're constantly bound to the hip by the other player that you're with, which right, is what's which nice is a good about thing. it. Takes the pressure off of you because that's it's like, nice. It's not like everybody's waiting on me. So yeah, yeah that's extent, really Far nice. Does the, you know, Far Cry Five does the opposite, where if you get too far apart, you'll get pulled. And, and I hate when games do that. Uh, I really I understand do why they do it. I do, but I can. <laughs> I can see it both ways. I can sort of understand, well, okay, they don't want to get you too far apart for, you know, desyncing issues. All of that can happen if you're too far apart. But it, I can sort of understand where you're, where you and Jim are also coming from. The, the idea that, well, if you want to split up and do something a little bit different, then you can do that. And that's that's really nice that they let you do that. That does like as yeah. you said, take the pressure off. Because like well, many- I like games, I like games that are either co-op or you're in the world, you're doing your own thing. There's other people 
and they're doing their thing, right? It's like I could be building a fort or whatever, or like out taming dinosaurs and arc, you know, whatever it is I'm doing, but I don't have hostile interactions with people, but it could just be somebody wanders by, Hey, how you doing? You want some help with that? You know, whatever. Um, or, you know, it might be like, I've got stuff that I don't need. And I see somebody else over there and it's like, here, take this stuff. You know, I'm sick of carrying it around, but you could use it. It, It's things that are not co-op where you're attached to each other. Okay. We're in a party and we have to travel the dungeon together, but it's just like, I'm in here, I'm doing my own thing. I'm doing it at my own pace. But if I choose to have a social moment with somebody, I can. And to me, that's the best of things. Right? What's, a, what's a good that, game like that? What is a game that allows that kind of, what would Arc you say? is pretty good for that. If you play on a server, that's PVE. I, I, if you get on a PVP server, it's, it's, toxic as all shit but i can imagine um, you know but you yeah. can sit the servers it, can it, be it's, set it's the, it's the rest it's the rest syndrome but the servers can be set to pve only is yeah, or, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, okay that's good i didn't know that was a thing that you players had to stick to i probably do i think i do well i well do you have the microsoft game pass because then you own art um <laughs> but the but the thing is though I could stand up an arc server and we could jump on it and just dick around and have a good time. And the thing is, it's not if the server's up it. And you know, another one that's really like the game that is the king of this shit is Minecraft because I can join a Minecraft server. I can go off on my own, do my own thing. I'll never see another person or I can walk, you know, across the map and find somebody and just be like, Hey man, you know, you, you want to go like do some shit. Like go you hunt go stuff. kill the dragon. <laughs> yeah. So uh, honestly, Minecraft is is absolutely the king of of the casual like co op when you want it kind of. Hmm. I wonder if that's I wonder if that's one reason it's popular with kids. I think so. Yeah, because it, it's uh, parents are cool with it because it's like, hey, you know, the kids are in there, they're playing together, and. It's you know, create. It's it can be creative. Not a lot of, yeah, it's it, and it's not a bloodbath, right? Right. I mean, it can right. be. If you suck, right. but uh, but it, you know, it, yeah, and it's and it's it teaches cooperation. You know, it's like, hey, man, I can't. I drop my stuff, and it's in a room full of skeletons, and I don't have my stuff, so I got to go find somebody that's got stuff that can go kill that shit, so I can run in and snatch my stuff. Um, you know, otherwise you have the option of just like rebuilding it or whatever, but, uh, you know, it's, it's that kind of thing. It, it encourages cooperative stuff and there, yes, there are multiplayer, uh, PVP Minecraft things out there. I don't know why, (laughs) but you know, for people that enjoy that kind of thing, there are people um, who love that stuff that love. Yeah. And well, it's fun when you want it, but I don't want it coming for me when I don't want it. Right. Well, yeah, you know, that's like, why I when I play games that are multiplayer, I tend to stick to PVE servers if they are available and I don't like PVP that is enforced where yeah. where you cannot opt out. So uh, games that are PVE enforced. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean games games like that are just not my thing. I don't I don't even pick them up. I don't play them. I don't install them because that isn't f- for me anyway. That isn't fun for me. Because if I happen to not be on, I can come back and have nothing left. Yep. <laughs> and yeah, so I mean, with STO, 
and I played it for years before I before I took years off from MMOs altogether. I don't have to join other players if I don't want to. I can play entirely solo. I can join pickup groups if I want to 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 get task force operation stuff done. And most of the time, it's okay. It's not like I get griefed because it's PVE. If one person's going to try to grief, then everybody loses. It doesn't help. <laughs> so that doesn't really happen. Uh, PvP, you can opt into it, but nobody plays PvP. So it's it's not even an issue. Nothing significant there. Yeah, I think that I guess that's the thing, is that PvP just just doesn't it lead to more toxicity in general in, in multiplayer games? No. Not no. necessarily. It depends on how the game is done. Mm. You know, the way the one thing that made it bad, right, is when the original Call of Duty 4 was out, right, Mo- Modern Warfare, back okay. in, what was that, 2008, 2009, when that was, then we had dedicated servers. Somebody ran a server, so you would get a community of people that would play together all the time. You might have 60, 100 people that cycle in and out, but these are people that you see every night when you come in and play, you know, and now they've changed stuff where it's just like random lobby, right? It's just like, oh, I'm going to drop in and I'm going to just get stuck in with 20 other people who I I don't ever, I, I have no knowledge of them, whatever. So now there's no incentive to like, act civil right to to not be a dick bag um because it's just like these these are people that uh i don't know and i won't see again or or whatever right so you get a different behavior out of uh, of the less mature people right because uh, otherwise like in a dedicated server if you come in and you're a dick you're gonna get banned right so it's it's like hey come in be friendly right and uh and have fun uh which honestly the arma community that i'm in that's why is because i i play that game with the same people every week and you know so it's like we all know what the other people are going to be doing we we've got a job and (laughs) you know it's it's just like okay you get into that routine of of like okay i'm the guy with the machine gun i know doyle's my loader and you know, like the, the other guy is the squad leader. So we stick to him and, and it's, you know, it's kind of like the real military was right. The way that things are organized, you know, where you have a platoon and then that's broke into squads and the guys in the squad are always together. So you better learn to like each other, but it's cool. So then, then you actually end up developing friendships, right? And sometimes those friendships transcend the game. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go play another game. And then some of your friends from that other game will tag along, right? And then you get, you kind of get your own private community. And, you know, it's like you meet their friends, they meet your friends, whatever. And that's how that stuff happens. But like before this whole like community building thing, you know, where uh, they would surround a community around a particular game, there's, there's, uh, like clans that are out there that are multi-game like insomniacs that I used to be with back in the day. And some of those people, um, they're in that, uh, what, what is that, that, that medics in Hunter, you're a member of it. Fever clan. 
Yeah. Yep. And and when you go in there, dude, they got as many channels as we got. <laughs> you know, it's like their Discord, more. their Discord is like a shit ton of games. And it's and it's just like, oh, I see three people down in the Diablo room. Okay, I can drop in there and play Diablo if I feel like it. And I know I got people or whatever, right? So it's just kind of like you just kind of go in and scan like, oh, there's people playing Destiny. Oh, there's a lot of people playing Destiny. Looks like something's going on. Let's go check it out. And, you know, but it's people that if they if they play that game, they probably play it frequently. And then you'll kind of fall in with them and get to know them and, you know, make friends. Right. So kind of like around here, like the, the people that are active in the chat, you know, we all kind of get to know each other. And yeah, I wish we played think- games together more around here, honestly. Yeah, and and that and, and that uh, that's uh, I think a thing too with like a community. You have um, space game drinking is interesting because we we have uh, a niche for space games. Like we all like space games, but we also like a variety of other. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is too is I think we've also curated a community of of introverts. You know, which is I I think quite interesting. Um, and that's not and that's not a bad thing because I can certainly be an introvert myself, right? You know, like I, if you know, there's there's definitely days where I'm where I too just was like I don't want to play with anybody. I don't have the patience for this. I'm just I'm, you know I want to do my own thing. But I mean, there's definitely been days where I'm like, hey, let's get a group of people over here and go run a couple of things in Star Trek Online, or hey, I'm going to be playing this game. Feel free to join me in Hollow Suite One. Yeah, but that's why I love games that are. It's like I can solo it or bring a friend. Those games that are the option like that, beautiful. I wanted to get into that. I wanted to talk about, because those are the kind of games that got me into multiplayer gaming, were the games that you could play solo and then transition to multiplayer. Um, So I I started putting a list together of introverts. Arma 3 at the top of the list? It is not. The sale's going on right now. It is not. Right now. Um, I will add, add it to the list. Because if you buy that, then I can take you in to Seventh Cav, right? And you can meet like a hundred other people that play that game that are all super chill. Right? You say, dude, and you say that to me? And it it's like, terrifying. hey, I want to learn. No, no, because it's just like, it's, it's so people scary. in there playing, doing their thing. It's so no, scary. It, but not at all, because it's it's the deal of like, hey, guys, what's going on? And and they're like, oh, yeah, uh, grab grab a rifle, get in the Jeep. We're going to go kill some shit okay. And you just along for the ride, you know, it's just like, okay, I'm going to follow these guys, do what they're doing. Just hang out. Right. Don't have to talk a lot. Just kind of pay attention to what's going on. If you have questions like, Oh yeah, I I don't know how this works in the game. They'll immediately educate you. Right. It's, it's probably one of the most friendly communities that I've ever been in. That's focused around a single game. And they they branch into other stuff too, like they play DCS and you know any kind of Milsim stuff, but the main focus is Arma, and yeah, and it's it's a thing they keep the population up because you have to show up, right? It's like mm. you have a commitment; you will be there that night of the week. If not, you have to show up a different night of the week, and failure to show up without telling people will kind of get you pulled aside, <laughs> right? It's just it's there just not to make it like a job, but it's there to say, Hey, look, you know, we have a player base and if everybody just decides to show up when they want to, then people are going to show up and then there's nobody here to play with. So 
let's make it so that certain nights of the week you guys show up and that's whoever's going to show up like uh, mine is Sunday nights, right? So if you show up Sunday night at this time, then you're in that squad. And so you always see each other every Sunday night at nine is when I play. And then like once a month, there will be a community thing. It'll be like, okay, Saturday at five o'clock, we're going to do a thing and it's going to run for like eight hours and everybody that can make it, make it. So when you show up to that, you meet up with the guys that you play with every week and then you drop in with other people in their groups that they play with on different nights and you all get together and do something together. And, and it's pretty organized, right? It's not like a clusterfuck thing. It's, you know, you like, you'll have, you'll have like leadership that will get on the radio and say, okay, this is the mission. Right. And then it's up to the individual squads to figure out how they want to do it. And it's really cool. Well, I've definitely added that to the list. Uh, the first one on my list was, of course, X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Because if it wasn't for that game, I don't think I'd be playing multiplayer games with you guys today, to be honest with you. Uh, but that game was just... I still think it's ahead of its time, you know, in terms of being able to play both offline and online. So... uh <laughs> Uh, this guy on Twitch is talking about how he had to learn to lead the target with lag when playing X-Wing versus TIE Fighter originally. Yes. Oh, oh man. And, yeah. And do you remember uh, MechWarrior 2, NetMech? I never played when, NetMech. Never played I NetMech. never played it. Okay, NetMech. You, I know of You had of to course, aim but... two inches in front of somebody. Oh, no. And, <laughs> if, if you saw your shots hitting, you weren't hitting. <laughs> so it was a thing you had to lag and whiff in front of the guy by about two inches. And then you just oh, see God. parts fly off of him. Lag lead. I can't believe that's yep. a, Oh my God. That's great. Oh. I've never heard that phrase before, but now it makes a boatload of sense. Oh, too much. Man. I think too much. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, this uh, one Inferno Ox is saying Mech Warrior 2 with lag was also bad trying to hit their back plates. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. Uh, but I th- I thought of some other... So, um, go ahead, sorry. You know, speaking of, speaking of multiplayer and making friends and stuff, two of my friends met each other and got married by playing NetMech. What? Was like, he, That's he amazing. Was, he was from Mexico City and she was from Ohio. And she flew down to Mexico to meet him. They got married, and it's not still, but it lasted a good, you know, fifteen years or whatever. Oh. Um, you know, shit happens. But yeah, yeah, it, it was like yep, met each other playing MechWarrior. That's that's adorable. Um, a couple others I thought of were uh, I thought Deep Rock Galactic would be a really good introvert-friendly multiplayer game because you can play solo so effectively. And get yeah, good, and it's also and get good it's at easy it. to just it's e- it's also easy to just hit that random match button and get dropped in with like three other people that are that oh are really playing. and just it, yeah you, you just fit in you know it's like oh hey cool you're a gunner all right let's go and is it a friendly just don't community think too hard of, it's it has always been that I've done it yeah oh that's good to know I mean I've yeah. not done it but but that's that's exactly what I've heard from other people as well. 
I mean, you have to work together so completely in that game that I can't imagine there'd be... I mean, if if someone's a dick, you're just going to ruin the whole mission for everyone anyway. You know? <laughs> right. And, and if anybody, like, gets upset because, like, you know, you're not as... You're, you're not doing as well as they want you to or whatever, they're probably just going to quit out themselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> Rather than try to chase you away. So, That's yeah. true. Uh, another one I came up with, because we've been having so much fun with it lately, was Dying Light, because that game is amazing in single player, and then the co-op is just so easy to do. And you just jump you into someone's game. You can do that with up to four. Yeah. And you just jump into someone's game, and you're doing the same stuff. I think that's a commonality with a lot of these games. It's the same stuff between single and multiplayer, which I really appreciate when a when a game does that. Like, I wish more space games did that. Like, how great would it be if you can play the Free Space 2 campaign in multiplayer? I mean, there's kind of a mod to let you do it, but I don't trust it. <laughs> yeah. But but with well, Star- you, played, you played, like, a lot of Skyrim, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. So imagine Skyrim, but it's it's like, hey, uh, I got this quest, and I got to go like explore this cave that's way up here, and I never been there, and and it, you know, because the game is about exploration, right? It's like places mm-hmm. I never been. Oh, I never saw that before. And and instead of just like telling somebody about it, you could just be like, hey, jump in here. Let's let's go. Right. We'll go hiking and like find out what's going to kill us in this cave. Or you could just play the thing single player, whatever. That's uh, honestly, that's my favorite type of multiplayer game is stuff that is, it's a solid single player thing, Yes, but you can bring a friend along. Yes. That's why I was also going to mention Borderlands two, which is another good experience, which is another good, very similar experience. You could play it solo if you want, but it's even more fun when you bring in people. And I kind I kind of wish Elder Scrolls Online was more like Skyrim, but I absolutely I, do. Every time I, I load it up, I I can't truck with the combat. I I just can't get on board with the combat on that one. It's too I, much traditional MMO. Yeah, but it's lot. but they don't want it to be. They want it to be like Skyrim, but with a traditional MMO. Yeah, it's like what? Oh shit. It uh, looks like we're having a restream relay problem. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Um, so I think, Spaz, did you add Gene Shift to the list? I did. Yeah, that's a good one. That single player is is very fun, and you don't even have to play the Battle Royale side if you've, if you've bought the game. You can play the campaign in co-op, and that's fun. That's lots of fun. We've ha- always had fun doing that. But it also has amazing bots. Like, amazing that it does. bots. Like, astounding bots. And uh, that was another reason I added Unreal Tournament to the list. Like, I, I, I was not a fan of multiplayer gaming for the longest time, but Unreal Tournament I got into... Because the bots were so good, I felt confident enough playing with randos online after I played with the bots for so long. You know? Uh, speaking of bots, uh, I I didn't put it on the list only because we haven't streamed it yet, but Generation Zero. Because 
A, you can <laughs> play that entirely bots. solo if you want to. Actual, actual bots. bots yes. <laughs> but, uh, but the multiplayer, which I have played on the PS4 version, is very fun. It is, it is much more fun with other people than on your own, although you can certainly play it solo. I, I hope it's good with other people because single player, I found it just like deathly boring. Like, I don't know. I, cause, and look, I'm the guy that plays Arma, right? Which is all about a walk in the woods, occasionally screwed up by enemy soldiers, right? <laughs> you know, but you spend like 99% of your time just walking. And that game seemed to be kind of the same deal, but I, I don't know. It just didn't. They have made many improvements. In fact, the the DLC they just released, uh, paid DLC, adds an expansion on a separate island that Wait, also has Wait, other which survivors which generation for generation zero. It's got a paid expansion? Yes. It just released. Well, I guess I have to buy that, huh? But... But it's it's um I would consider it to be late game content sort of thing. You wouldn't want to jump right into it because there are some new insane bots that have been added to it. But part of that DLC is you actually do find other people, which is something that you don't have in the main game. Because, well, you're you're basically alone. All the all the there, there are no survivors. Uh, this but like this NPC island, other people, or do you these are NPC know? other people? Yeah, okay. uh, other humans that have actually survived, and you can do quests with them. And there's some other stuff which I don't want to get into, but but um, they've added some some fun stuff with that. So when we do stream it, should be fun. Yeah, we're definitely gonna stream it. We are definitely gonna stream it. Because I, I ran into one of the big bots. I'm like, oh, I need help. <laughs> I can't take that on with my little pistol and my my unmodified shotgun. No, 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 no. <laughs> for, for the record, I did spend some time farming some weapons and ammo for you. So when we do uh, hook up in game, I can get that stuff to you. <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> so, and we just, I just added Arma 3 to the list because that is... That has single player game. That's a single player content, right? That I could also jump into multiplayer similarly, right? If I wanted to, right? Jim, yeah. What? <laughs> Arma three Sorry, has. I was reading. Uh, uh, Arma yeah, th- it, Arma three has uh, uh, multiple single player campaigns. Mm. Uh, there's like a whole single player game there. Oh, and they also is- just added the uh, first contact shit too. Yeah, which it, it's cool. Uh, First contact's kind of a one and done thing, though. But uh, again, it's kind of subject to arminess, right? Because it, it's uh, the single player stuff can sometimes feel a lot more gamey than the multiplayer stuff because multiplayer you're dealing with other people, so you don't have to like, oh, I have to walk over here and trigger the script that'll make that guy do the. You know, it's just like, no, hey, dude take care of that, right? Because it's another person. Um, So the scripty stuff in Arma single player, but you know, we're used to video games, right? So it's not, it's not super broke, (laughs) but the, the, uh, the difficulty of some of the stuff is it, it ranges from pretty easy 
to really berserk. Like if they make a mission and it's got um, like the enemies are turned up a little bit hard and you happen to be on an island that's got like jungle stuff like Tanoa, they could shoot through bushes. <laughs> like they're like the freaking Terminator. Um, and uh, that can get a little frustrating, but d- it just depends on what you play. Plus the, the biggest strength of Arma is the workshop support because there is a gajillion mods in there that changes everything that you want, right? Like, oh, I, w- I wish this was in the game. It's there. You know, it's like, oh, hey, what about that that obscure Brazilian tank from the, yep, there's a mod. Somebody made it. I, I guarantee you. And then there's there's missions, right, that are dynamic missions. So it's like, hey, I want to play single player, but I just want it to just make missions, right? And And it will. There, there's stuff where it's it's like uh, conquest on a map, and you're almost playing an RTS because you can buy soldiers and they'll follow you, and oh. you can buy a tank and drive it and whatever you know. And it's like okay, we we take over the towns and that's how much income we get to buy more stuff, and the AI is fighting us and yeah and and the thing is though that you could co-op that right? You're playing it. Somebody wants to join you, they just drop right in and they're playing the same map as you. It just works. Hmm. So hmm. that's, yeah. It's a thought. <sighs> it's just the armor jank every now and then gets to me. <laughs> well, those games have been janked since Operation Flashpoint. I mean, uh, those yes. guys, those guys are great, but oh, the jank. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. So this is something I am, going to try and get better at this introvertedness thing. I also have to admit this. It's been kind of the introverted, this thing on my end has been made kind of worse because of my new situation here. I've been home so much that like, I've kind of forgotten how to interact with people, you know, like I went to a birthday party the other day and after like an hour, I had to walk away. Like I had to push myself away from the party and just sit by myself (laughs) Or like well the nice thing about online interaction is mm. that you are in control of the experience so it, it's just like oh hey guys gotta go and you can log out right especially yeah. with games that are good drop in drop out you know it's it's just like yeah just disconnect whatever and you know somebody else will fill in um but um uh, i think i've i put too much pressure on myself about that like oh i feel bad i shouldn't leave or something. It's not rational. <laughs> I know this. Well, well, I mean, it's kind of like I think it's kind of like any other like thing though. Like you find you find what your comfort level is and then you 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 give that to yourself and be like, "Okay, my comfort level you know, I can do a podcast for an hour with these guys and chat with them about, you know, what um okay, so if I can do that and even if that gives me a little bit of anxiety, maybe I don't have to get on voice chat with somebody, but like if I'm in a game and you know someone I know says, "Hey, what's up?" You know, I can be like, "Hey, not much, just kind of doing my own thing. What you up to?" And then you can kind of like leave it at that. And then like if the conversation continues to go on longer than you're interested, and be like, "Hey, look, I got stuff I got to get done. <laughs> I'm gonna go." You know, it. I I just have a hard time saying that to people. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. I'm like, ah, everything's great. 
I, I can't, I, I feel bad, you know, but I shouldn't. You're absolutely right. I shouldn't feel bad if I just say, look, I just do my own thing. You know what I mean? I shouldn't well, feel like bad you're, about it. You're, it's not like you're uh, blowing off the conversation. It's more like you, you're not up to being social and you don't necessarily want to not play a game. It's right. you want to play a game and not be forced to be social. I don't know if a lot of other people get that though. Like I worry that a lot of other people don't understand that for someone like me, I can't just be social. Like there's a, there's a, there's a person that lives in our apartment complex here and she's a nice woman, but every time I walk past her, well, one, she's a smoker, which bothers me to all hell and back. But two, she always wants to have like a 10 minute conversation about birds or something or, or the accident that happened at the light the other day or whatever. And I'm like, I know I just, I, why don't you understand? I don't want a 10 minute conversation. I just want to walk by and go, Hey, and then just keep going. <laughs> Can I just do that? But I don't have the heart to say that. <laughs> so I just, I freaking talk to her. It's exhausting. <laughs> And so I think I think I think part of my thing is I think everyone's like that. So it's I worry that no one's gonna get it. But I'm I'm wrong, right? I'm totally wrong about that, right? I'm that's what that's something. Hey, that's uh, what, yeah, we get it. Well, you're on the internet though, see. So like ninety <sighs> percent of the people that are into the same stuff as we are are a lot like you. <laughs> so Yeah, you're probably right. It, it's just like I, I'm I'm cool in small groups, right? Like two, three people tops. I'm great. You get more than that. And I just kind of want to find a way out of it. Oh God. Right. right? So yeah. And, but it's just the thing of, of like, if I'm in a small group, that's great. If it's more people than can sit around the dinner table, I don't want to be there. Jim, I noticed that no matter where we go, when you walk into a room, you immediately mark all the exits. <laughs> I I kind of do. It's uh, it's uh, and don't sit with your back to the door because I, I watched a lot of mob movies. It's uh, he's a Treadstone agent. That's that's what I was thinking. He's he was totally manipulated by the Treadstone program. To hunt down listen, pe- man, people listen. like Jason Bourne. <laughs> they, look, look, if they get you, if they get you, they'll put a chip in your brain, all right? That's how they got me, man. That's how they got me. Shh, shh. Don't say it. Don't say it out loud. We're live. They got me and they replaced my brain with a bag of sand. <laughs> Did you ever see Bubba Hotep? Yes. Yes, I love yeah. that movie. That movie's great. JFK. Speaking of great movies, do we all have Disney Plus? By the way, are we all on that? Are we all are we all on no, that train? I'm, I'm going to wrap up with this. Um, if you don't have Disney Plus, um, there's you should get it for two things. If you're into space games, and then we're going to wrap it up with this. Uh, first, you should get it for The Mandalorian, which is great. Sorry to all of our European friends. Oh yeah, when do they get it? They get it early next year. Or is it? March. Uh, it, yeah. Don't don't fool yourself. They've already got it. <laughs> well, yes. So the man. Also true. So they the don't man- officially get it until like next year. Right, but the Mandalorian is great. But the other reason to get Disney Plus is to get some alcohol if you drink, 
or some chocolate if you don't, and get a little blitzed out to the black hole. You know, just uh, just just drink a little and get get a little get a little buzz going. However, you get a little buzz going, and watch one of the worst Disney movies that they've ever made, <laughs> and just enjoy the spectacle of what was once on the cutting room floor. They're like, oh wow, Star Wars is a thing. We need to make a sci-fi movie. Well, we've yeah, been it's got, er- it, it's got Ernest uh, of Borg. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it does have Ernest Borgnine. That's true. It's it's got that act. What's the actor's name who just died recently? He was in Jackie Brown. What was his name? Oh, he was in two. I can't remember his name. Oh shit! Did he die? He died. Yeah, the old oh. guy. The older guy from Jackie Brown. Uh, yeah, he passed Man. away a few weeks ago. Yeah, he was great. He's he was a he was one of the he was one of the legendary that guys. You know, you see him yeah. in a movie, and you're like that guy. Well, uh, I just I just saw him in uh, the new Tarantino movie, the Once Upon a Time in L.A. Oh, in Hollywood. Yeah, he oh. was in that. Was that good? Yeah, yeah, it was pretty good. So it was, uh, it's a movie. Oh. It's a movie where not a lot happens. Huh. It's, I don't. It's kind of, I don't know. The uh, there's a fight scene towards the end that make you go, well, huh? Well, yeah. So the whole movie is like slow burn up to the last five minutes and then it just goes full Tarantino. All, all I'm going to say is if you guys don't have like a good stomach, don't watch that fight scene. It gets pretty. Dude, it was, it okay. It was, it was so violent that I, I was just kind of laughing at it because oh, no. it was just like, I can't even believe that he did that. <sighs> you know, it, it's just. Wow. Uh, so, folks, we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, just a few quick programming notes. Uh, tomorrow, uh, we're going to be streaming Hitman at 9 a.m. And then that's our last stream of the week because it's Thanksgiving this week. So there's not going to be a st- any streams on Thursday or Friday. Uh, we'll be back next week uh, on Monday with some more Deep Space Nine. The What the Helen, because that game is just what the... Oh, my God. Uh, it's Deep Space Nine The Fallen, which is one of the most player-hostile games I've played in a long time. <laughs> it, it really hates the player. It was uh, a weird product of its time. Oh, it's so I is. like the game, but oh, it I'm is not, a weird product of its I'm time. I'm not disliking it. I'm liking being in that world, and it, it has a lot going for it. But you see some of the th- ways they made the levels and some of the puzzles, and you're like, what's happening here? Yeah. Did, are there mods for it? No, there, there, no, there, there are, are cheats. cheat codes though. There are cheats. He's been using them. I started using uh, them last week because there was there were a couple points in the game where you're like, no, I'm not. I, they wanted me to crawl through a hole, like a tube that had a pulse going through it every like 20 seconds, and if you didn't crawl through it in just the right time, you dead. You dead. You're just done. You're just killed. Just done. Um, and so that was awful. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to cheat. But it works with NGlide, uh, the, the uh, glide emulator. So uh, it runs full screen 1440p. And it it's a little stretched. So everyone has really wide hips. Like, <laughs> but uh, it looks great, surprisingly. Uh, and next week on the podcast, where I dipped into one of the topics we uh, did around, we came up with on our roundtable several episodes ago, we are going to talk about mobile space games um 
Because some of our favorite developers, like the guy who made Evercron and whatnot, he's moving into the mobile space. So you guys all have phones, don't you? Yeah. God damn. Hey, so, content was mobile. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And Vendetta Online and all these other games, all these other space games. There are quite a few mobile space games, and some of them are actually good. So we're going to talk about that next week. So uh, thank you, as always for spending time with us today uh really appreciate it as always thank you especially to our patreon patrons who helped literally keep the lights on around here you help pay for the lights for the green screen and the green screen that i use every day if you want to learn how to become a patron or any other way to support space game junkie uh financially you can go to spacegamejunkie.com support where you can find links to paypal and Patreon and our merch store on Teespring and affiliate links like the one we mentioned earlier for um, the Epic Game Store. All these ways to chip in a little bit and help us become the full-time entity we know we can be. Uh, so, yeah, that is it. Thank you uh, so much for listening and we will see you next week. And for our American friends, have a very happy and wonderful Thanksgiving, and we hope you all have a lot to be thankful for. Have a great night, y'all. Bye-bye.